A good near of Shabbos to our friends and members of the Westmount Shul. This Shabbos is Parshas Bamidbor. It is the Shabbos before Shavuos. It sets the tone for Shavuos. So obviously that which we are reading in this week's Parsha has a lot to tell us about the upcoming holiday. One of the interesting aspects of this week's Parsha is the fact that the Torah talks about the Degalim, the flags of all the different tribes. Now, if you want to know more about what the flags really are, you can listen to my Parsha class that we gave Monday night. It's on the podcast, my podcasts. And you can hear more about the details of what it really is. But one thing's for sure, it's something very special. It's so special that various Medrashim tell us how much Hashem loved the Jewish people that he gave the Jewish people flags no different than the angelic beings who had flags. What happened? When Hashem revealed himself at Har Sinai, 22,000 angels came down with him and they all were in special formations and they all had flags. And the Jewish people very much wanted to have those flags. And because they wanted to have those flags... Hashem gave it to them. Now, the point is, and this is a very important lesson for us, and the lesson is that if you really want something very badly, Hashem will grant it to you, even if it is beyond what you are capable of doing. And let's give a support to this idea from a famous Gemara in Brachos. The Gemara Bracha says, if a person says the psalm of Tehillah Ladavid, which is better known as the Ashrei, if you say it three times a day, you're guaranteed that you are a Ben Olam Haba. A Ben Olam Haba does not mean you're going to Olam Haba alone. It means you're someone who um, is connected to the concept of Olam Haba, even when you're in this world. And that means on a deeper level, you really start experiencing Olam Haba in this world. And the Gemara asks why. And the Gemara comes to a conclusion and says because every line, nearly every line, begins with the acrostic of the olive base and also has the line of Poseach es yodecha Hashem opens up your hand and satiates every chai rotzon, every living being's wishes. What does that mean exactly? So one interpretation is, Hashem gives everybody exactly what they want. There's a famous statement, nothing stands in the way of an unmitigated will. Or as the Gemara Maka says, in a way that a person wants to go, they lead him in that way. And they bring all kinds of proofs. And certainly, we, uh, we can see that people who you never expected to have such great success have success in life. Now, the Marsha asks an interesting question. Why does it say, they guide him in a plural isn't it Hashem will guide him? Should say, Hashem takes him. 
So the Masha answers with a big Hiddish, and he says that every mitzvah that a Jew does creates an angel. From every word of Torah that a person learns, he creates an angel. Now what kind of it, or any mitzvah that you do, you create an angel. And therefore many of us who last week did the mitzvah Shiluach HaKain in our parking lot created malachim, created angels. Those who did not rush to do the mitzvah, sorry, too late. The eggs all hatched and the birds are gone. But anyway, what kind of an angel, what's the quality of the angel that you create? So the answer is, if you did the mitzvah with perfection and you gave it all your energy and you had joy in when you did it and was a warmth and you were on fire, then you're going to create such an angel as well, a holy angel, a malach with a lot of power to bring good into this world. And if you did the mitzvah, you know, chatzi chatzi, so you created a weak angel from a spiritual perspective and... Uh, Therefore, there's not a lot of positivity that comes out as much as it could have come out. And these are the ones that are molichin also. These are the ones that take you. But the question is, wait a minute. You want to do this. You have not yet done the mitzvah. So how are they created if you haven't yet done the mitzvah? And says the marsha that they are created from b'derech she'adam roitzeh. In the way that a person wants to go. Not that the mitzvah is done yet. But he's thinking. When you're thinking to do a mitzvah. It creates what we'll call an aura. A sense of the an angelic presence around you. That motivates you to continue to do the mitzvah. And to complete it. And to create a perfect machloch. So this desire. That you really, really want it creates the angel, and that angel takes you on the way you want to go, and they help you to finish off the mitzvah. So that's something you've got to always remember, and that's in this week's Parsha. The Jewish people, they saw the malachim, and they were, they were desiring so much, we want to have the flags like the malachim have. And Hashem says, if you really want it, I will give it to you. But now the question becomes... What is it that you really want in life? Rabbi Yecheskel Levenstein, Zichronu Levracha, said the following. He said, listen, the rabbis have revealed to us a great secret. The way you want to go is the way you're going to be taken. So he says, this minute, right now, and everybody should ask themselves, as you're listening to this talk, this minute, or better yet, before you turn this on, what is it that you really wanted? What does a person really want? So Rebchezka Levenstein said, well, it's push it in a natural way without any unique machshavas. What do we want? What's the default for certain people? He answered, kina, taivan, covid, jealousy, lust, and honor. So if that's the case, if that's what we want, so we say, you want a little more jealousy? You're jealous? We'll let you be a little more jealous. You're lusting? We'll give you a little more lust. You want honor? Let you let want a lot more honor. Never, as we see the destruction that happens through social media, if I'd ask you a question, when you observe social media, what is it that people want? To destroy others. To destroy others. That's all they want. 
They don't want to build anything. They want to destroy. So if you want to destroy, you'll continue to destroy. And that's the idea of Paseach Es Yedecha. And why we say it three times a day to realize, and this is what makes you a Ben Oilam Haba. Each and every one of us has a Ratzon. And what Hashem is imploring us when He says, open up your hand. And Hashem will satiate it. Make sure you're making the right choices. Because as they say, the famous statement, be careful what you wish for. Value and, and adjust and figure what is your real Ratzon. What is it that you really want? And uh, if you want, for example, a, a bag of potatoes for lunch, you'll get a bag of potatoes for lunch. If that's what you want, that's what you're going to get. You want to get a seat to a baseball game? You get a seat to a baseball game. You want to be able to understand Torah? You'll understand Torah. And this is the great opportunity of Shvuos. Shvuos, the rabbis tell us that many of the Hasidic Rebbes were more in trepidation of the holiday of Shvuos than the holiday of Rosh Hashanah. The holiday of Rosh Hashanah, Hashem decides your physical needs and what you will get. Shvuos is the Rosh Hashanah for our spiritual needs. How much Torah you will learn this year is decided on Shvuos. How much davening you'll daven this year is the sign in Shavuos. But more importantly, how much geschmack, how much of a, of a taste and a cheshik and a yearning and an excitement and a pleasure from spirituality is decided on Shavuos. And therefore, if that's the time it's decided, it only makes sense we should be stopping the Shabbos before Shavuos, and ask yourselves, what do I really want? And you should make a list. For this coming year, from Shavuos Tavshin Pei Gimel to Shavuos Tavshin Pei Daud, what do you really want? And Hashem will give it to you. Now, it's really a sad state of affairs if you don't know what you want and you don't know the time to ask. The Alshech brings a very interesting story about the Rambam. We know the Rambam was a very busy person. And one of the things he did, he'd help Jews with their various illnesses they had. So it was a particular Jew who was a Malamed. He was someone who taught people in the city Torah, the children. And he had a nice parnasa from his uh, tutoring. He lived a pleasant life. One day, a new teacher comes to town and takes away his parnasa. And of course, as they say, a new broom cleans better. So he lost all, almost all his parnasa. So from all that pain, he wasn't able to eat. And as time passed, he didn't have what to eat because his parnasa was shrinking. He couldn't sleep because he was worried. How's he going to take care of his family? So... This fellow said, I'm going to visit the Rambam. He was having a depression. He was having uh, uh, stress. You know, really not well. And the Rambam looks at him and says, you're healthy. You don't need anything. Only people who really are sick should come to me. But the fellow says, listen, I can't eat. I can't sleep. 
And I know uh, the people who, who can't sleep, the rabbi gives them medication to help them sleep. But the Ram says, but you're healthy. There's nothing wrong with you. But anyway, the Ram says, so why can't you sleep? So he tells him the whole story. He lost a job, all this, etc., etc. So Ram says, okay, here's the prescription. Prescription is take a dalas. A dalas is a gourd, like a melon, and make sure it's hermetically sealed that it, it won't, it'll be fresh the whole time. And guard it, guard it for months. And you'll see the refuah will come. Okay? Strange prescription. But he does as he's told to do. And he holds this, he stores it. And it's fresh. And he's, uh, he's, he's not seeing any parnasa yet. The other teacher is still there. And he's hoping uh, maybe something's going to help. Well, anyway, about three months later, as he gets into the winter, the king, who the Rambam served, uh, got a very bad cold. So the king calls the Rambam. Aram says, your healing is to get a fresh gourd. Okay? And if you, if you get it, eat it, and the healing will come right away. But the king says, but who's going to get fresh gourds in the middle of the winter? So they sent out a big announcement. Who has a fresh gourd? And this Jew remembered he's got one. He says, I have one. He goes to the king. He brings, he gives the king the gourd and the king gets better. And the king made a very lavish banquet to celebrate his recovery. And he invited the malamed who gave him the gourd. So during the festivities of the meal, the king turns to him and says, you know, today is the day that I'm recognizing that you saved me and I have to repay you. Ask for me whatever you want and I will give it to you. And now the Malama says, oh, now it's going to come to salvation. Oh, the Rambam was right. He says to the king, I'd like you to make a law in my city that nobody has permission to be the teacher except for me. And he explained why. Because there was another teacher who was taking away his parnasa. And the king says, I'm sorry, I cannot give you that wish. This is my simcha. And in my simcha, I only will do and grant positive wishes. I don't want to cause problems for other people. Even if you're justified, I can't hold back somebody's parnasa on the day that I'm so happy. So he doesn't get his wish granted. They finished the meal. They went home. The Malamed runs to the Rambam and says, now I don't even have the gourd because I gave it to the king. And the Rambam says, and what did he give you for this? He says, nothing. The Rambam says, that's not possible. He didn't want to give you something. He did. But what I asked, he didn't agree. And he told him what he asked for. And the Rambam said to him, where was your brain? When he asked you, what do you want? You could have asked for anything. You want all the money in the world. And you would have had everything. And with the money you could have had, you know what? You know, you, you, everybody could be learning free from a Malame. So Rambam says, now there's nothing to do. Maybe you have to wait till next year and save another gourd and maybe the king will be sick, but right now you lost it all. 
That's what the Al Sheikh brings down, and he says that's what it means by Poseach Es Yodecho Maspialachol Chayratzon. Everyone gives according to their desire, because nothing stands in the way of the desire, and the Malachim will help you. But you got to know what you want, and therefore, you know, Poseach Es Yodecho. Got to review these words, and you want to be connected to Olam Haba. You got to realize if you want to be connected to Olam Haba. To be a person who lives uh, a level of, re- of a higher level of reality, think about what is it that you really want. And what you really want, you will have. And there's one other thing we have to realize, though. Even if we're going to say we want great things, okay? But there's a difference between wanting and wanting to want. <laughs> As if, I wish I would want this. But that's not considered a rutzo. The truth is, if you really want something, what are you doing to prove that this is a sincere wanting? In other words, how do we differentiate between two true desires and fantasies? Fantasies are dreams but we're not willing to pull skin in the game. A true desire is something you really, if you could do it, you would do it. It's just the wherewithal is missing. So a medrash tells us something very interesting. It was a time when the congregation gets to Kedusha and there was a very precious Jew who would scream, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. And one of the Tanoim asked him, why are you screaming so much? And he says like this, since I haven't merited to learn Torah, therefore, whenever I have an opportunity to answer Kedusha, I break out in a a scream because that's the closest I can come to learning Torah is to saying this Pasuk. And... The Medrash continues to describe what was his reward. We're not going to go into all these details. But this is an example of a true desire. That true desire was he wanted to say, he wanted to learn Torah, but he had to try the best he could to say, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. That's the closest I can come. I can't do any more. There was a Jew who lived in Bnei Brak, a Yid, who was the Shver of Rabbi Yaakov Galinsky, and he was in Russia for a long time. And in Russia, of course, you know, you had no religious freedom. You couldn't do anything. Couldn't make brachas. If you were overheard making a bracha, you'd get into trouble. The day after he made Aliyah to Eretz Yisrael, the first day, so I'm going to go to shul. He went to the central shul in Bnei Brak, which was early in the morning. Tells his family, I'll be back after shul. It's 9 o'clock, he's not there. It's 10.30, he's not there. They start looking at him, maybe he got lost, maybe he got hurt. His grandchild finds him in the shul, and he asks very politely, why is Saba waiting and why is he coming home? And the Saba said, it's been many years that I didn't have the schus." To say, Amen, I didn't have the schus to say Kedusha. Now there's so many minyanim, and I have millions of amens, it's hard for me to leave it. 
Or there's a similar story about a Russian refusenik who uh, couldn't wear tefillin his whole life. And when he gets out, he's now was given a pair of tefillin. And as soon as he's given the pair of tefillin, he wraps them up like a pro. And they ask him, how do you know how to wrap tefillin? He says, you know what? All the years I was in Russia, I practiced. I would wipe my hands around my arm and wipe my right uh, wipe my hands around my arm, keep going and going. And I knew so well how to put on tefillin. I was just missing the tefillin. I wasn't able to do it. We have to realize what are the great opportunities that we have in life. And the Chavetz Chaim would say, after 120 years, when we go to Yeshiva Shomailo, we're going to see how the Malachim say the Kedusha. How the Srofim open up their mouths with holiness and song and they bless Hashem. And a person will be in pain and think, oh, yeah. how, how, how is it, how, how, what kind of Kedusha did I say in this world? Why didn't I know how much is dependent on what I'm doing? Why didn't I think when I was opening my mouth for Kedusha? And the Mishnah explains that which is done above in the times of Kedusha. Hashem, there's all kinds of portals that are opened. And Hashem speaks to the Malachim and says, you should be blessed, Hashem. And if you could only tell my children what I'm doing when the Kedusha is being said below, and you should teach them to raise their eyes up. Now it's Machlokas and Psak. If you raise your eyes or close your eyes. But they should be looking upwards. And tell my children, I have no greater Hanah than when your eyes are lifted up, heavenly word, to say the Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. And continues the measure, says at that moment when you say Kadosh, 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 I grab my throat of glory, which is in the has the image of Yaakov, and I hug it, and I kiss it, and I remember their merits, and I bring the Geula so much faster. And the Arizal says, when we are saying Kadosh, 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 we should have in mind to fulfill the mitzvah of V'nikdashti besoch b'nei Yisrael. I will be sanctified amongst the Jewish people. It's a moment of Kiddush Hashem. And at such a moment, we have the opportunity to merit such Kiddusha. As the Gemara says, if you're Makadish yourself a lot, then they are Makadish you a lot. And every Amenya Heishmei Rabbah, every Kedusha, you can get so much if we only would know. What is it that we really want? We really want Kedusha. If you really want to be a holy person, but it's beyond me. So do what you can. We've learned so long, we learned Parsha's Kedoshim. Being a Kadosh is an awesome place to be in, well beyond what many of us can do. Granted. So how do we know? But don't you want it? I don't know. Don't you wish you could have it? Try to do what you can. So whenever you're in shul, whenever you're in shul, scream out, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Don't mumble it along. Don't look in a safer and, and just say a couple words. This is your opportunity. You realize what's going on up there. We have a chance to answer Amen Yehishmei And ladies, it's, you're not excused from that. You come to shul, you hear the laning, or you come for a few minutes, bang it out. It's a tremendous opportunity. 
or if you can just make a bracha, whenever you make a bracha, to say it out loud. Whenever you hear a bracha, to say amen out loud. That's doing what you can to make yourself a holy person. Those are the opportunities we try to reach in life. And that is what's happening this Shavuos. This Shavuos night, Hashem is going to ask us, what do you want? Remember, when Hashem came to the Jewish people over 3,300 years ago, not only did Hashem come down with the Malachim and gave the Jews a vision of what they could see and that's what they wanted, but how do we know that they were really serious? Because a couple days before, the Jewish people said, we will do and we will listen. Which means, Hashem, we don't know very much. We're not very learned. But oh boy, do we want to be learned. Oh boy, do we want, and even better, I'll give you a better example. Originally, when Moshe came down the mountain, he said, okay, we're going to get the Torah. Hashem's going to tell it to me and I will tell it to you. Why was that? Because Hashem is, whoa, you got to be a Navi. You can't have Hashem appear to you. It's going to blow you apart. It'll kill you. So the Jews said, no, Ratzoneinu Liros Es Adoneinu. We want to see our master. It, we're not happy it comes from you. We want it to come from Hashem. So guess what? Hashem said, okay. And what happened? Hashem did appear to all the Jews. You want it? I give it to you. Oh, but wait a minute. <laughs> he said the first of the Debros, they died. Well, maybe not such a good idea to ask for that. No, 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 no. Hashem brought them back to life. They said again. Let's hear the next one. Hashem said the second one. They died again. Put them back to life. Then the Jewish people said, that's enough. You tell us the rest. You tell us the rest. So Hashem said, okay, I'll tell you the rest. Say the holy books that had Hashem told the Jews directly all ten Debros, it would not have been possible for any Yetzirah to ever trip them up again. So it's so fascinating. On Shavuos itself, the Jews asked for flags, they got flags. The Jews asked prior to Sinai, we want to hear Hashem speak to us. And that was beyond, beyond what they could tolerate as evidenced by the fact that they died. But yet Hashem brought them back to life. Not once, but twice. So what do you see from that? That we, a lot of them say, you know, I'd love to be a holier person. I'd love to be able to study Torah. I'd love to stop looking at things I shouldn't look to. But you know what? I'll just die. Not physically, but emotionally. I, I'd love to uh, make up with the family that I have nothing connected with and I don't speak to them. But it's going to be too hard. I would die. You see from this medrash, you know what? You're right. You will die. But Hashem will revive you and you will live. And then you'll do it again and you'll die and you will live. 
The only mistake is we say, that's enough. I've done enough. Oi, what a message. What a message. There's so much out there that we can do. So many things that are so good for us, but we just, it's too hard for me. I can't, it's too embarrassing for me. It's too difficult. I can't, I can't go over and help this person after they've hurt me so much. I'm going to be so upset. I don't want to see these people anymore. It would hurt so much. I would die. And the answer is, yeah, so just do it. And what happens is you feel lousy. You feel like dying. But a Hashem miraculously revives us. And then another situation comes up and you, and you put yourself out again and you feel like dying and Hashem revives you. And somehow you made it. There's the point, but then we say, it's enough, it's enough killing already. Uh, if that's enough, fine. I'll take away those opportunities. And then your greatness has been limited. Shavuos is the holiday where Hashem says, I'll grant you every wish you want for spirituality. Whatever challenges you have in Limud Torah, whatever challenges you have in being a Jew, if it's the challenge, I, I, I feel so hard to put a keep on at work. I feel so hard to make a bracha out loud. There's so many things for some reason we feel it's beyond what we can do. Remember, a ben oilam haba, someone who understands what it means that there's a world to come, means that you are capable of doing beyond what you are capable of doing. And to believe it, and all Hashem asks you to do is act on it. Act on it and say, I'm going to try my best. And if that means I will emotionally die, so die. <laughs> What's the big deal? Hashem will help you. Hashem will bring you back to life. Don't you think he can bring you back to life? A lot of people say, listen, I got in a fame. What will people say? People are going to say I back down? They're going to think I'm a wimp? Let them think so. But Hashem will give you that life, that sustenance. So we have a great opportunity, the Shavuos. The Shavuos, we have an opportunity to learn the whole night of Shavuos. And if you're not physically able to learn the whole night, then learn the whole day afterwards. <laughs> no problem. We have a special family smichas chaver program. We're going to learn the laws of Bishul on Shabbos together as a family to be able to uh, partake in a kahoot or a test to see if you really have learned something. So why don't we stop and think, you know, I really want to be closer to Hashem. I really want to know more about Shabbos. Take on something you, you wish. Whatever you wish for, Hashem will give you. And if you're only going to wish that I shouldn't have any challenges, Hashem will grant you that too, but then there's a price you pay for that. So remember, this is the time of the Shvuah, the oath, the oath of loyalty to Hashem. If we give our oath of loyalty to Hashem, and we say, Hashem, whatever you're going to ask me, nasa and I'm willing to die for what you want, Hashem will, that creates the angels. That will be a flag and a banner for you that you can hoist and say that, Amir Hashem, I'm going to have a very successful spiritual year this year.
Amen. Thank you all for listening. Have a great Shabbos.